everyone. Welcome back to another Dadcast. I'm your host, Timon. This is the Dadcast. Also, we have our other host, my dad. Hey. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Hey, how's it going? I was watching you do all that fancy stuff with the with that slider board there. Yep. Pretty cool. Last time I did a podcast, right? I did the same intro. And I slid the wrong thing. So I'm just sitting there trying to like slide it up and down, trying to figure out why the music's not changing. <laughs> what is going well, on? Well, you got a lot of buttons there. Well, yeah. Looks like Star Trek over What's there. a man without his buttons? <laughs> is he even a man at all? Okay, here we go. Yeah. Oh, that, that wasn't very loud. Two years. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Sheesh. Uh, we're You're drinking. glass, okay. Drinking some brewskis. Yeah, glasses are the way to go. Rose-colored glasses. Uh, how's it going, man? All right. Long time no see. Yeah. It's been um, one, 10 hours, 20, 24 hours since I've seen you. Oh. Church yesterday, yeah. Yeah. What's more been than, up? More than, more than, I don't know, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wait, 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 wait. Let me intro. Guys, welcome to the Dadcast. This is your favorite podcast where we talk about spiritual things with my dad. I got other stuff that Tim and Lincoln show. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to that. It's great, but it's not great. <laughs> Lincoln's going to kill you if you keep... <laughs> I know. I'd like to see him try. He could definitely kill me. I know he could. <laughs> but the problem is he never listens to the Dadcast, so he doesn't even know we're talking what? about him. I know. Yeah. You know, I, uh, congratulations, Lincoln, on... On proposing, so now I'm gonna text him and say that he has to listen to this dad cast yeah. because I have a embedded message for him. He still won't listen, probably. Uh, I'm gonna. He'll t- listen. He'll listen. Also, shout out to Colin hmm. for all the words of love from you and Colin. Yeah, makes a dad feel good. Okay. And uh, I, am, even though I am now 60, I don't want to be. Uh, I am still teachable because I was listening to your podcast and raking leaves. Mm. And I didn't burn all of them. <laughs> I actually said, <laughs> you know, I I don't have room for all of them, but I did burn uh, about sixty percent of them. Yeah. Colin, I'm sorry, but that's okay. Everybody else was around me, so no, it didn't affect anybody because they were all doing it. But I did pile a bunch of them up under back where we buried our first dog, Princeton, mm. back there. I, in the pet cemetery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of keep turning them over and stuff, and because I need some soil for an area around in the back there. So I yeah. so yeah, I am you know you know it turns into good can, soil. Uh, Those leaves turn. We I put a bunch of mine in the compost, and uh, yeah, yeah, it turns into great soil. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think trees grow so big? Because they've been they're eating the nutrients of the past trees that have died there. You know, that's all the leaves. And I, that's that what energy. I need because uh, believe it or not, I was riding a bike downstairs and i watched back to eden some guy was talking about soil mm-hmm. he said you got to put leaves or chips which yeah. is on top of your area and let it mulch and he said that will break up the bad clay because i have hard clay back yeah. in certain areas so yeah get that nutrient so uh you know yeah i'm, I'm I, I can learn things still yeah. yeah i almost felt bad because like, i did burn some of the leaves, I'm like, I'm, I gotta burn out. I don't have room for all of them. I hope Colin doesn't know I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> you could, if you ever wanted to, put the leaves in a row and then drive over them with your, uh, with your lawnmower, and it'll condense it a lot. So you're already you're mm. actually ha- help, helping the mulching. Mulch them. I should do that way faster. So something if to think they about. dry out, and I can pull them out and mulch them with. Because I did that in another area instead mm-hmm. of burning. Oh, so I did two things. I I did burn some. I put some in a pile, and then there was another pile under the tree. And I'm like, I am not going to do all this. So <laughs> I took the lawnmower over it, mm-hmm. and and grounded them up, and they went down into the grass. I'm like, well, that's probably good for the grass. So yeah. oh yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, yeah, good for you. Yeah, thank you. Look at you growing. Yeah. yeah, that was a fun podcast. I'm gonna yeah. have to have them on again. And we'll That'd have be fun. Cool. So good times with those guys. Um, yeah, yeah. My dad's talking about the Tim and Lee, or Tim's podcast where I interview long form interviews with Colin, people. and it wasn't Colin Iker, no, who was another favorite, but yeah. Colin uh, Gruntman. Gruntman, mm-hmm. yes, and his brother Cam. Yeah, Cam. Yep. Cam showed up lit, but it was funny. It was good. We had a great time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to Ian, uh, my mechanic. Yeah, 
talked to him today and he loves the dad cast. So oh, cool. he's listening. Um, right. He, I was trying to figure out why one of the episodes was just getting so many views. He told me that he, he was paying people to listen. He was paying Man, people that's to a listen. Good, I should do that. He oh, hit go ahead. one of his group chats and ma- he said he Facebook messaged like 60 people. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like, cool. Okay, that makes sense why got yeah. many of you. So yeah, shout out to Ian. Thank you for spreading the word and uh, providing amazing car service. Like he is the best mechanic in town. Yeah. I like Though that. I don't know many other mechanics, <laughs> but I know he is one of the best. I'll say to me, he's the best. He's, it's okay to be biased. Mm-hmm. Ian bias. Ian biased. So yeah. Um, let's see. Last time we talked, we did the second sermon. You want to yeah. give a people update on what's going on with the sermon stuff, just so they know you yeah. get, you gave some sermons, but are more sermons coming? I, what's happening? I really think people should get notes. I, I think we need to get like Colin. He said he loved the sermons, but I, I probably probably should find a way to get him notes because um, there are footnotes that I don't talk about during mm-hmm. the sermon, and there are lots of uh, details that I kind of don't get give in the sermon that are in the notes right there, you know all the there are a lot of sentences i say but i don't tell you what verses but in the that sentence notes, comes the from like a bunch of different resources yeah right so um, let me see but, if anyone messaged me about notes go ahead and i was gonna say um yeah i did tell our pastor that i've got the next two sermons ready they all forfeit together mm-hmm. because uh, i'm gonna keep reiterating it is that a good word i'm going to keep reminding people that we needed a savior to save us from the fall in genesis 3 we needed a savior that was pure and not part of that rebellion of of in genesis 6 where the where the watchers tried to create their own population Mm -hmm. and take the earth away from us um and we needed a savior Genesis 11, that would uh, was not part of the human rebellion wow. of Nimrod, who was, that, that's the next one, who was getting into witchcraft, became a gibor, a gibberim, which means he might have actually changed his DNA. Oh, wow. And I'll get into that. It's pretty heavy, uh, what he did. So I heard uh, he also fathered a couple nations. Mm-hmm. Medes and Persians, right? Syrians. Uh, actually, his Babylonians? first. <laughs> well, there, there's one. Yeah. His first center of uh, power was in towards the Persian Gulf, uh, southern area of Mesopotamia, which means the land between the two rivers. So, if you look on a map, so that's where Babylon, Babylon. Now, Babylon is like 1500 years later right but so he didn't the tower of babel is not in babylon right that's a little bit different but anyways yeah he he created a bunch of city states that were anti-god and the two huge like california and new york (laughs) california californication i'm joking (laughs) yeah I, i i lived there so yeah um, I l- got out the, of there. Yeah, you were lost until you came. <laughs> That's where I got know. saved is California, to use a Christian term, saved. Um, yeah, anyways, Assyria and Babylon became two power cultures. From that, him. From him. Yeah. From his roots that came against Israel. Yeah. Didn't Assyria get rid of Israel, right? Israel as in the ten tribes. And then yes, the northern the Babylonians got rid of Judah, as in the two tribes that were left. Southern tribes years yes. later, uh, yeah. So, uh, so both by Nimrod. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he wasn't alive when yeah, they were, but he, but he started those cultures. Fascinating. Yep. Yeah, Syria wiped out northern Israel, and I'm going to say 700s BC. Yeah. yeah. And then Babylon came up about 150 years later and wiped out the southern kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, get them. Yep. Get rid of them. He Kanye Wested them. All right. That's right. Um, so you're going to talk about Gaborian, Nimrod, <laughs> stuff in your third sermon, and then mm-hmm. you'll have your fourth sermon, right? It's about the conquest. Because the land of Israel um, was overrun by... Look, we, we're, we're not told hardly anything 
about what was going on. Um, while while Israel was um, incubating inside Egypt, becoming larger and larger, seventy went down to the land of Goshen, Goshen, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, they came out three million strong. But while they were away for four hundred years, the uh, the giant population in the land of Canaan was just you know bursting forth and. Um, the uh, child and adult sacrifices, innocent bloodshed they used for their victims, and yeah, bad stuff. We're not told hardly anything. So when Israel went into the promised land to wipe out the seven nations that God marked out to annihilate completely, uh, a lot of people complain about that, but they have no idea what, what they were doing. They were cleaning up some really bad stuff. Some witchcraft, maybe, would you say? Very heavy, yeah. Yeah, just a little bit of witchcraft, maybe. A lot. Yeah. Okay. And the the armies they faced had hybrids in them. Yeah, they weren't just people. They were they were giant people. They were giant. Yeah, their names are the the people that they went against in the conquest of Canaan were. You can see the tribal names. You can the the um, demonic attributes are hidden within the Hebrew names of those clans so it was Israel shouldn't have won it was a God thing hmm. I mean you don't you don't it, it'd be like the Goshen police force going against the the army of China you know no you t- there's no way yeah it, it was a God thing so hmm. that's wild yeah yeah that is interesting wait you said there's giants in the land there were yeah. giants there like legit giants legit no. When they talk about giants in the Bible and they said the word giants, they're not talking about giants. They're mm-hmm. talking about tall people. Well, Metaf- metaphorically, there were tall people because there's, I know you're messing with me, but there's giants that are, and then there's hybrids, and then those hybrids interbreed with other people. And so you get lesser and lesser. Right. Uh, you know, you have several strands. You're saying like there's like gods, and then those gods. Have, have, marry like women, and then the, then they get demigods, and there's like yeah. lesser gods, stuff like yeah, that. Just like all the Greek and like weird stuff like that, maybe Persian and Sumerian yeah. myths. Yeah, yeah. And those myths are even in our our uh, Native American cultures. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I did not know that. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that the uh, good old Smithsonian has hidden from us. Ooh, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, You're okay. gonna get canceled. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm surprised I'm not canceled. You know, what yeah, I mean? yeah. I'm surprised. That's, that's fascinating. Yeah. I went to a um, uh, Indigenous Day here in Goshen, hmm. and um, were there Native Americans there? Yes, really. Talking from this area, that and their tribes came from this area, um, and they kind of told their origin story. They they did a little bit of a of a worship to Mother Earth. Okay. Um, just kind of watched, which was interesting. They wanted us to participate. I wasn't really interested in participating, but other than that, which was whatever, right? There was uh, really interesting information on the things about Native American, like pre-Goshen. So Goshen's history really starts in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really like kind of early 1800s. And they explained, like, they had a map of what the territory looked before it was settled mm-hmm. or colonized. Yeah. Um, 33, U.S. 33, uh-huh. was l- the literal route that they would take from, the tribes would take from city to city, uh-huh. from tribe to tribe, from territory to territory. So a lot of our highways that we're driving on right now uh-huh. were literal paths that have been there for hundreds of years wow. from, from place to place. That to makes place. sense. Yeah. Because cle- it's cleared, right? It's, it's cleared, and yeah. then you bring your wagons through, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. So Fort, like that's why thirty three goes kind of wonky from Fort Wayne to to Goshen to Elkhart, because Elkhart Elkhart was a actual uh, that's that was a uh, Indian town, a Native right. American town. It was that was not did not come. There's no Elkhart in you know in England. Oh, <laughs> that's no, right. There's no New York, you know, yeah. York town or whatever. you know, I mean like they yeah. the name came from what they called Elkhart, it. What it was. Oh. Cuz there's an island in Elkhart. 
Yeah. That there was a couple different sayings, but it looks like in the river, it looks like the island looks like an elk heart. So that's why one person calls it elk heart. And there's another, mm-hmm. uh, another tribe has a different name, but the tribe's history has that as a specific reason why they call that place Elkhart, mm-hmm. which is fascinating. So, yeah. Hmm. So learned a bunch of different things, um, fascinating things uh, about kind of the people that were here before us. We only know so much. We only have 200 years of history, of modern history, and then the rest we just wiped out. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have, Cher- we have Cherokee. Yeah, our, we, our we do. Yeah. yeah we, we're equal opportunity. We have a lot. <laughs> is it Cherokee yeah. or Comanche? Comanche is no good. I mean, it's not bad. De- depending on who's telling the history, I guess, right? Comanche, I think we're like, the, if I remember were they right. they pretty mean? They were, there's a caste system, caste systems. Uh-huh. And it's just two white guys talking about Indian history like we know anything. But two, there's caste systems, and they're the lowest of low. But they figured out how to ride horses and shoot arrows. And they rose to the top of the caste system. Like mm. They were the rulers as things were happening in the early settler history. Mm-hmm. And they just pillaged because they were the ones that were beaten down hard by everyone. Uh, so they just revenged. revenged everyone. They just went out and they're the ones who scalped. Like scalping came from the Comanches and they just like desolated. Wow. And no, anyone in their path didn't matter. They would huh. backstab, treat, they didn't care. We're like, we're getting ours. So Comanche. So, anyways, that was fascinating. To, wow. You know, yeah. Man, we have a lot of history here that we don't even talk about. But anyway, yeah. getting sidetracked. Getting sidetracked, cool. man. Yeah, you got four sermons. You've done two. They're here on the DadCast. Two more are coming. We're not sure when. Right. When you are allowed. Thanks for asking, fellas and non-fellas. Thank you for asking. <laughs> uh, oh, were there? Was that in the? Yeah, they're ready. They're like, when are the next sermons? Oh, we're ready for them. Wow. Well, the world's yeah, not ready for them. I'm ready. Yeah. I, I'm pretty much, I mean, I, I'll keep sifting through them. I I look, I I look through them. And I go, oh, this is probably not clear yet. But th- I'm covering so much territory. There's going to be yeah. things that won't be clear. Yeah, that makes sense. So. Um, what else? Have we, you were t- we were talking a little bit about some stuff you've just got on your mind and heart. Yeah, I thought maybe we could talk about that. I don't have, I have a bunch of stuff that I could talk about, but it's probably not as important. This is the dad cast. Cool. You know, um, I I really when I was telling you, I think. It's really important to understand the what's called the. Uh, I think a lot of people listening to this will already kind of know this, but the Deuteronomy thirty-two um, divine council worldview. Mm-hmm. It it uh, it changes your whole understanding of how God's dealing with um, men and well, I mean humans and uh, the spiritual realm. Hmm. It's right in your Bible. It's just not been taught. Uh, nobody touched it in seminary when I went there, so they didn't touch the supernatural realm either, unfortunately. So wait, the institutions of Christianity yeah, didn't touch didn't. the spiritual realm? That's right. What? Deuteronomy thirty-two, you said. Yep, thirty-two, eight and nine. Uh, and but also, I was tantalizing you with you say, saying that uh, Lucifer is not his name. Ooh. So, whichever route you want to go. Um, <laughs> which route do you want to go? <laughs> this is your oh, podcast, yourself. man. Come on. Uh, I have Deuteronomy 9 and 8. Uh, KJV up. Should, should I read it? 32, 9 and 8. King James? Yeah. My gosh. Are the you going... Uh, <laughs> the only translation. It was good enough for Paul, man. It was good enough for me. Okay. Uh, you silly boy. I know. I know. Guys, I'm hey, just... I memorized a lot of my scripture in King James. I'm not against King James. Are you against King Richard? (laughs) Okay. All right. When the Most High divided, when the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set bounds of the people according to the number of his children of Israel. Uh Aha. That's why you shouldn't bring King James. But go ahead and read. Portion is his people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. (laughs) So, what translation would you uh, suggest I read it out of? Uh, do an ESV real quick. Yeah, do ESV. Okay, so this is what ESV says. Notice, right. See if you notice anything different. When the Most High gave the nations their inheritance, he divided mankind. He fixed the borders of the people according to the number of the sons of God. Ha, ha, ha. Right there. King James said sons of Israel. 
Children of Israel, yeah. It's not there. Children it's, of Israel? It's sons of God. Hmm. So if ESV is on point, right? It, ESV is on point. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. So you're saying the Catholic Bible was wrong? Yep. Oh, okay. All right. I'll say it. We're going to get canceled. So, so talk to me about that. Hey, I love Catholics. Yeah. I just don't like their leadership. Right. Okay. Right. And Boy, the, I am going to get canceled. <laughs> I, I'll say this. I don't like their sexual crimes. <laughs> 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 Let's get canceled now. <laughs> uh, I don't like mainline, mainline Protestants that are all liberal. So anyways. Well, okay, but we're getting, really getting snotty. Yeah, we're getting nasty. I, I do love the church. I sh- <laughs> Let me give you a quote. Yeah, go for it. So you get us on the podcast. We haven't been around for a little bit. We should start going. I'm sorry, folks. This quote is mine, Timon. Okay. Nobody's ever said this. The church is a necessary acquaintance, but a dangerous friend. Ooh. Ooh. You like that? Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. You, the church is so helpful, but hurts so many. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what you like in a way. That's what you said. Yes, because it's full of tares. That, that old King James word. Yeah, uh, weeds. Weeds. And you can't pull them up until the end. So every church, every denomination is full of fakes, mm-hmm. hypocrites, and some people that are really believers, but they're at different maturity levels, and they can be dangerous. I, I can be dangerous. I. That's why I need to curb my my attitudes in my flesh and go, okay, Lord, what, what do you want to do here? Hmm. So hmm. the church is a necessary acquaintance, but a dangerous friend. So you heard it here first. That's good. Just, all, right. Yeah. Hey, all right. All right. Now let's enough get that, into that. Talk, tell me a little bit about the sons of God versus the children of Israel. Okay. Once again, I, we've covered this before, but um, the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Septuagint are older um, versions of the Old Testament, okay? So they're closer to what the Jewish nation believed. And I believe, I'm conservative theologically, I believe when God spoke to Moses, he wrote down the original, what you call autographs, were inspired, true, nothing wrong with them. I know that through copying and different agendas, some things have changed, so I'm I'm not a liberal in that sense, um, and uh, I believe the King James and every translation has strengths and weaknesses. King James is a great translation; it it's faithful. Same with other translations. It's just that uh, if you remember me talking about the Masoretic texts that were collated in the seven to eight to nine hundreds. AD, mm-hmm. so seven to eight, nine hundred years after Jesus, and their influence, certain, certain Jewish influences wanted were you know pretty much anti Messiah yeah. in the Bible because they didn't agree with Christians yeah. and they they kept on getting schooled is if the word you'd use yep. kept on getting schooled by Christians they're like look at the Bible this is why mm-hmm. like all right we're done with this so when you go back and change Moses's words that the world the uh, that God allotted all the nations underneath the authority of the children of Israel and makes Israel the big deal hmm. so let me tell you but that's not that's not what the Septuagint and the Dead Sea Scrolls say which are older and more accurate in this in this yeah you're trying to get closer to the source right that makes yeah. a little more sense okay is that yeah I'm tracking. And I'm not even, there's some stuff in the Septuagint that I think sometimes they get a few things wrong. I, I, I'm not like, I can't, I'm I'm just a working guy. I can't get into depth, the depth of all this stuff. Yeah. So I have to rely on people that I trust that are good at these languages and stuff. So and it's a it's a bullseye towards who God is, right? Because, yeah. you know, even in the Masoretic, you can still encounter God. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So let me tell you what Deuteronomy is about. So Moses is is saying, look, at the Tower of Babel, when all the nations were divided, remember that Nimrod set up the Tower of Babel and they were creating a, a portal, 
over, I think they were trying to create a portal to, to attempt to get into heaven or whatever, whatever was on their agenda. There were some different ideas. Something was but happening. Something was happening. Yeah. And God... They wanted to wage war with God. So there's like yep. something that they're trying to do. There was a goal. Yes. And there was something they were trying to accomplish. Yes. We're not 100% sure what that is, but you think, you speculate it's a portal or something that something takes you into the nether. Yeah. nether and, and Nimrod's a Gabor, which I said it comes, there's, yeah, there's a lot of demonic stuff going on there. But um, what's interesting about Deuteronomy 32 then is, uh, oh, okay, let me back up. I was, I was telling you that Moses was. Um, this is about when the nations were divided and dispersed. Instead of being at the tower, God came down, confused their language, and dispersed them. He divided them. But he didn't divide them according to how many sons of Israel there were because Israel didn't exist hmm. at this point. Yeah, because Abraham was years after. He might have been alive. He Actually, Abraham might have just been, been, right been around. Yeah. I'd have to look sorry. at a timeline, okay. but yeah, okay. but Israel doesn't exist, right? Yeah, in the timeline so, of the Bible, right? Abraham hasn't been called yet, exactly, right? But he will be soon, yeah, because it God definitely is, happens after the Tower of Babel. That's when God calls him is after the Tower of Babel. Yes, yeah, and he's making this statement. So there's no now. sons of Israel yet because he hasn't even had kids, right? So how would they divide it up? Abraham has to have Isaac, and Isaac has to have Jacob. Yeah. And Jacob is Israel. And has the 12 sons. And Israel becomes a nation. So, yeah. so yeah. this yeah. is talking about when God divided the nations at the Tower of Babel, he's like, all right, let me set, let me set, the, set the stage. Set the stage. Give us the picture. God had enough of the Nephilim t- trying to take over the earth and all the crap they were pulling right okay. and he floods the earth and gives noah a reset okay all right so human race never to reset again right like, <laughs> not by flood, not by flood. Okay. uh so he gives noah and his children a reset and they're supposed to go out and re-establish the edenic vision of ruling the earth and you know subduing it so what do they do they all fall under the rule of this despotic, tyrannical ruler, Nimrod, who is a witch king, if you want to call him that or something. Something's going on there. Brilliant architect, tapped into the demonic realm. Uh, In fact, very interesting. Uh, Keep me on point here, but the sons of Cain before the flood were very technologically and industrially advanced mm. and the sons of ham after the flood were as well they're tapped into the demonic realm mm. so this this tower event occurs and god says you know what if you want to worship beings other than me have at it he divides them up and gives them over to the sons of god that doesn't mean they're good sons of god he it's the the, this is where the divine council um, understanding comes. The so spiritual beings is what some yeah. God God's mean. Like yeah, mm, okay. The sons of God, the Bene Ha Elohim. That's the word. That's the Hebrew. That's what the text is talking about. Not talking about Israel. It's talking about the sons of God. So this is why you have all these creation myths and flood myths and these demigods and these great heroes of old who are half God and half man, all those stories are from these fallen entities that are ruling over these Gentile nations. Tell them the stories how they want to tell them, obviously, Mm -hmm. usually probably in their best light, right? Yes. You don't necessarily need to believe those stories, so there's probably some truth to them a little bit, right? Yeah, there is truth, and there's they're a, fallen. Know. It's not going to be perfect, right? And it's interesting. Sometimes the the God who sends a flood is mean, and the demigods try to help humans out. Mm. You know this. So, so what's going on here is God um, tells the sons of Noah, 
you can have what you want, and he gives them over to these fallen. Maybe they weren't quite fallen. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the timeline, but eventually they receive worship and become fallen, if not before. Hmm. But verse 32 says, but the Lord pulled out Jacob for his own possession. He said, I'm going to start over again. Deuteronomy mm-hmm. 32? 32.9. 32.9. Oh, so Jacob's even, he's not born yet, but he's like... But the Lord's portion is his people, Jacob his allotted inheritance. So he mm-hmm. focuses on Jacob. Right. This is Moses speaking, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Moses is schooling them about the divine counsel. Mm. What you got on top of a, a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Right, that's just wild in and of itself. He spent forty days on top of uh-huh. a mountain, receiving just like, like a blast of knowledge. He yeah. goes down, breaks the commandments, and then goes up again. Like he just got a double dose of, right? Does he go back up again? Yeah, he does. He goes up again. Yep. Is it for the same amount of time? Forty days? I think it was another. Yeah. yeah. So he got a double dose of the. Yeah, he got crazy man. Topped up, man. Topped up with the craziness. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so what you're saying is giants aren't that big of a deal. Like Moses goes on top of a mountain and gives a download of like yeah. spiritual proportions. Like right. if you're going to question anything about this podcast, question that. Not the fact <laughs> that there's giants in the land. That's some. That's just normie stuff. That's the that's, real easy stuff to comprehend. Yeah. 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 There you go. Okay. Keep so, going. Keep going. Okay. So now let me help you understand the divine counsel. So God. The, okay. The word Elohim. We, we always think Elohim means God, mm-hmm. but Elohim just means a, a celestial being. Mm. And if you think of the word as a big umbrella, it means celestial beings. So sons of God are, they're Elohim. They are God's little g. But there is one Elohim who is not created, and that's the God we worship. Mm. He is He is a Elohim, but he's the Elohim of all Elohim. He's the God of gods. King of kings, kind of gods, Lord of lords. Yeah, that kind. Okay. So all the sons of God are created. I'm not talking about Jesus. I'm talking about the, the angelic realm. They are, just like us, we're, we are a created race on earth. We're human. The celestial realm is this vast array of beings that were created by God too. They have all different forms. They look different. They have different positions, different ranks, seraphim, cherubim, ophanim. You know. What's that, ophanim? Uh, we got, we, I can't go down that trail. Okay. But. Time <laughs> for another podcast. Yeah. So. Fascinating. So God has a council of, of sons that he meets with and makes decisions with. And that's all through the Bible, but we're not taught about that. Because of translations or because it's just too Translations, and we're very rational. Mm. The charismatic the realm is is fooling around with third-grade stuff that's spiritual but not very deep. And the non-charismatic realm can't handle anything supernatural, and they're afraid of it. Mm. They're, so they're very rational. and And we all have to grow up. Okay, so um, so now look at, um, does, that, does that make sense so far? No, no, I'm tracking. Count, the divine council are, are uh, in Job is a divine council meeting. Hmm. There's all these angelic beings that meet with God, and then there's this one, the Satan, not, not capital S, but the adversary. And an adversary comes and sit, presents himself before God, in the divine council and challenges God, hey, you know, this guy Job wouldn't be so great if you'd let me do this, 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 you know, that's a divine council meeting. Um, Hmm. uh, Ahab, the uh, little effeminate king of Israel. Oh, he was a strong, (laughs) he was a strong man. He was a strong leader. Yeah. His wife was a strong man. Yeah, she was. So, cancel uh when it was time for him to to uh, be rid the earth of right yeah this divine council meeting happens in heaven and these angelic beings come before god and say well i have this idea and i have this idea and then this one says 
I'll be a lying spirit in the mouths of all of his uh, Baal prophets. Hmm. And God says, yeah, you'll, you're going to, you'll, that'll work. Go do it. Now, I, if it was a lying spirit, I don't think it was a righteous being. That's a really good point. And connected with the Baal prophets. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Because God, God doesn't defeat evil with evil, right? Because it can't, but, wow. That's, Isn't that yeah. crazy? Yeah. Okay, now look at Psalm 82. Oh, man, my, my, my mind's getting blown. Psalm 82. And it's good for you to ask questions because my, I I'm ra- I keep rabbit trailing oh, and I, I want to be careful. I have a question for after the podcast because it's got me it's okay. got me thinking on some stuff, but I don't <laughs> know if I want to air it out on the podcast yet. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Psalm eighty two. Okay. Actually, and I, read it in ESV. Okay, Psalm eighty two ESV. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I th- I'm thinking of getting the NET. The the NET has a whole bunch of notes in it, and they just tell you why they determined to use what word they used and. Okay. Psalm 82? Yep. All right. God has taken his place in the divine council. Mm-hmm. In the midst of the gods, he holds judgment. How long will you judge unjustly and show partiality to the wicked? Selah. Give justice to the weak and the fatherless. Maintain the right of the afflicted and the destitute. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of wicked. They have neither knowledge nor understanding. They walk about in darkness. All the fountains of the earth were shaken. I say, you are gods, sons of the Most High. All of you, nevertheless, like men, you shall die and fall like any prince. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for you shall inherit the nations. I love Asaph. I love his psalms. Okay, so there's a council meeting going on, and I'm going to say, I'm, I suspect it's the unrighteous council, or the infernal council. Hmm. And God drops in. He takes his place in the divine council. Or or maybe maybe at this divine council it's like in Job where there's probably righteous beings and unrighteous ones, right? So uh postulating on the fact that the one spirit that was in that council meeting went to the bail and was a lying spirit. Right. That's yeah. why he postulated that's, that was my be. that's my take on yep, it. Yep. And people may have good arguments against it, but yeah. Okay, so so God pops in on this meeting, and he says, you know, you guys suck. <laughs> you judge unjustly. You show partiality to the wicked. So these aren't good guys. You don't take care of the weak or the fatherless, and you don't rescue the needy, etc. You know, And he goes, and he says, he's reminding them, you're sons of God. Hmm. I made you, I said, yeah, I spoke you into existence, you're sons of God, but nevertheless, like men, you shall die. He is not happy. Yeah, he's given... These are immoral beings are going to die like men. Wow. He is not happy with them because of how they've treated the nations and, and used them like cattle. Um, and then... I think this is Asaph at the last line. He goes, oh, God, ju- rise, oh, God, and judge the earth. He, he, and he's like, you're going to inherit the nations one yeah, day. They're all going to come hope. back to you. Luke yeah. Skywalker, you're our only hope. <laughs> yeah. So that gets, you know, the, and that correlates with Deuteronomy 32, where all the nations were divided up and given over to what they wanted. Yeah. They wanted, They didn't want God. He gave them over to these celestial beings. But then God immediately goes to Abram, and he goes, you know what? I'm going to start over. Hmm. I'm going to have a relationship with this guy, and out of him is going to come a whole nation, and out of that nation is going to come the Messiah. Hmm. God's always calling the nations back to himself. Yeah, He divorces the nations at the Tower of Babel and immediately works on a plan to yeah. call them back. Wow, that's fascinating. On God's time, God's plan. Yeah. Okay, so can I ask you a question? Yeah. This is a little bit off of what you're asking, but this is something that maybe is I've been taught through Christianese. Yeah. And now it's starting to unravel a little bit. So the reason why, this is something I've heard, mm-hmm. the reason why Jesus was in place is because God is so holy that he can't even deal with us. He's like all white and a little bit of black comes into that. It's going to mess him up. So he can't even have a relationship with us because we're so full of sin. and mm-hmm. He's so holy and he can't have that. But if he is... Mm-hmm. Which is what I was taught too. If he's mm-hmm. in a council with spirits who are 
and he's around them and and they are suggesting what to do with like the world doesn't that break that whole narrative down a little i bit? think so interesting <laughs> so then you know i mean jesus is the messiah right mm-hmm. and then in that worldview where we're so crappy we can't relate to god because god doesn't want anything to do with us mm-hmm. what is jesus's role at that point other because in that situation jesus is this like the scapegoat he's the one that takes all of our stuff so that we can actually commune with god mm-hmm. what's are the, you asking me a question yeah what's you? the point of jesus at that in that worldview oh. what would you say the point of jesus well is? i'm sure they have ways of I, I, i'm just saying i think god's so holy that if satan or the satan or these unrighteous beings show up it doesn't it doesn't uh it it doesn't phase him yeah he doesn't hang out with them or what, commune what with them what if we show up and we're not 100% i am not 100% i'm a sinner yeah and he communes with me <laughs> what, what's the role of jesus in that worldview oh. that's what i'm asking yeah I, I in may that not be worldview okay jesus wipes away the sin yeah he removes it all so that we can commune with god mm-hmm. could we not communicate with god if jesus like uh, maybe I'm asking a lot. Then maybe this I is prayed a before I was a Christian, and I think he heard me. Yeah. But I know a, a, a certain type of Calvinist would go, you know, he can't hear. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to harp on Calvinists. I don't. Right. There's all different kinds of people in different. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Does he hear the prayer of unrighteous people? Well, when I prayed to ask Jesus in my heart, I was unrighteous. Yeah. So I think he so heard me. So the point of Jesus, so. just knowing that he's a real God. I, I'm not sure I'm understanding why the point is... The, in that worldview, let me just step yeah, back. In that worldview... Him being the scapegoat? Is the only reason or, Jesus is... I mean, not the only reason, but that's a big piece of why Jesus came to the earth, is so that we could commune with God. That's the big reason in that worldview. Okay. God is so holy. He's super white, mm-hmm. right? He's so clean that us dirtiness can't interact with God. So Jesus is the peace... He's the he's the cross. So right, when that allows okay, so you when God looks at you, He's looking at the blood of Jesus, and He yeah. doesn't see you anymore. Right, and we can commune with God now because Jesus took away all well, of our sins. Right? Maybe there's maybe there's some truth to that, but I think it's probably missing things. Yeah, because I'm thinking on the fly like you are right now. I'm like yeah. again, maybe this is something we come back and talk about. Well, that's the that. Um, what is that called? There's a certain name for that understanding of that theology. That um, there's like a ransom theology and a I don't. There's like eight or nine major ideas of the cro- you know what Jesus did on the cross and uh, which which tells you we probably don't understand it at all. And, and if you cl- if you clamp onto one thing, it means you have to ignore things. I'm finding that as God is correcting me. You clamp onto something and you ignore the scriptures that don't make sense. Hmm. But yeah. as you start, you know, with this worldview and stuff, the divine counsel, I've had to go, oh, that thing that I was taught doesn't work. Yeah. So you have to ignore certain scriptures to underst- to, to think this one certain way. Yeah. So my question to you. If it's okay, mm-hmm. the the theory that I was just talking about, where Jesus is the scapegoat, let's just say the scapegoat, okay. like the one who takes away all of our sins so that we can be with God. Okay, there is probably some of that, but what what is Jesus's role in your world? Why did Jesus come in your world? Not yes. the world I'm That's talking about, question. but in the world in your world, why would Jesus come? Yeah. Um, if not to remove all our sin, what was what it? I mean, that's probably part of it. Yeah, he did remove our sin, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> like I said, maybe I should ask you this outside the podcast. I, I think it's a good question. I'm just not prepared for it, but yeah. um, what is Jesus to me? Um, I mean, he's... What was Jesus' yeah. role in coming to the earth? What was well, the whole point of it? It was not... Well, okay, it was... To correct Genesis three, you know that okay. we had fallen away from him, but it was also 
he's the only one that can sit on the throne of... Adam was given a throne, basically. It doesn't say that in Scripture, but he was given the throne of the earth to rule over it, and and he lost that. And no human could probably inherit that. Inherit that. We're, we're, too, we're fallen. And so Jesus is the answer to Genesis 6. He's not a hybrid, you know, half human, half God. He's 100% God, 100% man. Mm-hmm. He wasn't created through a sexual act. I mean, sex is good. God made it, right? But but not the way the watchers did it, mm-hmm. right? So, so Jesus is the perfect 100% man, 100% God that can sit on Adam's throne and rule for our benefit. So, mom's texting me, but I'll have to get it later. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, so that's, and he's also the the one, he's the one calling the nation. I mean, I know it, it's hard to understand the Trinity, but he, when, when, God is speaking to people and he's visible. It's usually um, a Christophany, I guess you call it, or a, yeah. it's Jesus, the second person, the Trinity. Ta- I mean, he's, he talks to Abraham, he talks to Samuel, the boy Samuel. Hmm. The, he, Samuel didn't have a vision or a word. A, a being awesome. came and talked to him oh, and gave him the prophecy about Eli being wiped out. In his, you know. So, so this this second power is all through the Old Testament. It's Jesus. It's before he's born, but it's him. So I'm, I'm, then, I'm going off, I'm rabbit yeah, no, trailing no, no, again. No, no, this makes sense. So what's the point of him dying? What's the significance of that? So him dying, then does what? Because um, in the worldview I'm talking about, mm-hmm. the one that is, I'm sitting here like, well, I've been thought this all my whole life, and now it's starting to deteriorate. The reason why he died is to make sure that sure that us humans, which is a really human centered view, I'll say that, mm-hmm. that we get to connect with God. Is that the reason why Jesus died, or was there other? It's things? only one reason, but he. This is an interesting thing: is that if the if the archons, the the powers of the world, had known what Jesus was up to, they wouldn't have crucified him. Hmm. And crucify him, crucifying him actually nailed their own coffin shut. <laughs> hmm. So, how so? He was well. He was offered to rule the world if he would bow down to Satan. Yeah, when he was in in the wilderness, in the temptation, but he didn't do it, and he didn't give Satan any information. I think Satan was digging, like Doctor Heiser talks about. Satan was digging for information. Let's see what's going on. What's going on? How we? Why how do we defeat here? this guy? Well, yeah. Yeah. What are you trying to do? And uh, and then when they killed him, this demonic realm using humans killed him. He descended into the grave. He visited the prisoners in Tartarus. This is in Jude and. First Peter, I think, he visited the the spirits that had rebelled in Genesis six, and they're all like, "What are you doing here?" Mm. And he's like, "You guys lost," because he <laughs> he rose from the dead and took his place in heaven as ruler, and he's coming back again to rule the earth. Mm. I, I'm 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 no I'm 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 riffing off of a bunch of different ideas, but so I don't think I'm answering your question, though. You 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 are in a way, right? It's not as direct as the other really nice, clear, package it up, poet, and this is Christianity in a nutshell. You're good to go next, mm-hmm. right? It's a little bit more complicated, which we've been talking a lot about how <laughs> everything <laughs> we thought was so simple is a lot more complicated, yeah. and that's fun. That's the fun part of it. Um, but we we need a conclusion. W- w- no, no, right. we need we need a human to rule the earth, mm. and we don't want the fallen realm to rule the earth, right? Mm. That's yeah. what they've been planning and continue to plan. It's yeah. gonna happen. This Our whole thing's doing. happening. The hybrid thing's coming back. Yeah, just to give you another rabbit trail. But Jesus, 
will rule as a perfect human hmm. and God, perfect God. And it's it's actually, though it sucks that Adam and Eve fell, it's cool that Jesus will sit on the throne because who, who better to sit on the throne of Adam than Jesus? Yeah. Right? Because it's for sure then. It's not going to deteriorate. It's not going to be messed up. There's no question about it. Yeah, and then we can, then we can um, become what we're supposed to, what we were supposed to be in the beginning. I guess hmm. no more death, no deterioration, ruling the earth. Um, I don't, I don't know. And, no, that's very helpful. And I'm sorry, I don't have a good so package we, for you. Why do we put our trust in? Well, yeah, because he's going to be the best ruler. That's why I put our trust in Jesus. Not yeah. we don't put our trust in Jesus to save us. I mean, we do put our trust in Jesus to save us, right? Right, but not to like so we don't go to hell, because I think that's the real perception. Is like, yeah. you no, know, I do this so I mark the box. I'm good to go. I'm saved. I'll be hanging out with God when I die. Like it gets me nice and my hands are washed. I'm good to great. I'm good to go. Yeah. So I don't know. That started unraveling when we were talking about. I'm sorry. We went on yeah. a big bunny trail, but when so, you're talking about. Okay. When you're talking about God interacting and talking with other lower level gods who are evil, it shatters the worldview of God can never, God's so perfect, he can't be around you when he's not perfect. Because that's what I've been told before. Mm. You know, and that's what the Jesus piece was. He was the bridge. You know, there's God, there's us, there's a big chasm, we can't get to him. That's what that Jesus bridge is, which there's probably some truth to that. Yeah, there's probably some real big truth to that, but it's not the crucial identity of being a Christian, because right. God's already vibing with other spirits who aren't. <laughs> I don't know if that's blasphemy. Cancel us. <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean, know. do you see what I'm saying? He, yeah, yeah. He he obviously there are. I mean, it, again, you go back to Job. There's the uh, the adversary. It's not necessarily Satan who confronts Jesus right. in the wilderness. We're not sure w- what it is. <laughs> uh, he's stealing my beer, you guys. Um, <laughs> I needed to cope with this question. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously there there are beings in his presence that are not righteous, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, yeah. I'm tracking with you. Yeah. And the and Satan is not in charge. Tar- this that's this is something that's unraveled for me in the, in the last few months or whatever. But remember how I said the fallen watchers in Genesis six are are imprisoned in Tartarus until they're allowed to let out, be let out at the end in the end times. I think I've talked about that in the sermon. Oh. So obviously the Nephilim that died and then are, yeah okay. well well those they're wandering but the, the Nephilim are the like spirits the but the watchers level. have been bound yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, but Satan is not part of that because he's still around he, he is such a mastermind I, I'm calling him Satan because I don't know well his real name may may be Hillel Ben Shakar but we won't have time to get into that yeah because no. his real name is not Lucifer but. That's next time. Yeah, that's next time. But um, so Genesis three. His real name was. Don't make a political (laughs) joke. (laughs) Don't do it. Uh, Genesis three. (laughs) It is very interesting. The Nakash, the the serpentine figure, may not even be. I've just been realizing this that. Um, Satan, who's at the end of the age, leading the rebellion against God, may have been influencing the the Nakash that lured Adam and Eve, because maybe the Nakash is also in Tartarus. I don't know. I don't know. That's just I'm just shooting from the hip now. But yeah. he may be behind he gets other people to do like like the watchers when they rebelled at in Genesis six, he may have been the one that whispered in their ear, hey, you yeah, gotta pull the string. You gotta do this, you gotta do that. Yeah. See, because he's not the one that's imprisoned. He's still around. Hmm. So you, th- you still hmm. think it might be one entity? 
possibly? Yeah, I think I, the fallen realm is many, you know, fallen entities. And their main leader is probably Satan. Hmm. I, I would say, yes, it, it is. But they don't always ag- agree. With, I mean, look at the nations. Yeah. Um, they're not all in one. They're group. not in, yeah. There's a lot of nations that are run by people that are ungodly. Mm-hmm. But they're not unified, you know, and that's that's what's going on in the the uh, the fallen realm too. They're they uh, they are against God and His people, but they're not always unified, and they'll kind of work together to defeat God. But they want to be the main, you know, they want to be the main one. So they're they're actually in chaos as well. Hmm. I think anyway. that makes sense in some in some way. Yeah, in some way. Yeah. And again, shooting from the hip because I I don't hang out with all these entities, <laughs> nor do I want to. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'd suggest so. staying far away from that. Yeah, are we at an hour? We're close to. Okay. Do you want to keep going? Uh, if you have any questions, but I, I won't no, I won't uh, get into Satan right now or the yeah. Lucifer thing because I, I that's a whole other we'll touch base on another another whole another thing. But so tell me back, how does the divine council? Does it make sense to you? Because I I want other people to yeah. to have this under their belt before they hear my sermon. I don't I know not the whole church is going to listen to it, but I really think it's important. It's a group of beings that are in the ESV translation, sons of God, mm-hmm. and the King James translation, sons of Israel. But that's not legit. We just <laughs> but it's, it's James. we we kind of cover that there is a group of like angelic. I would say angelic as in like spiritual beings that are making decisions and God's part of it. Right. And sometimes maybe God is and God isn't a part of it, right? They're maybe counseling. But yeah. and from what we're gathering, some of them in that council that God's hanging out with aren't like great spiritual entities. They could be some pretty nasty spiritual entities, lying entities that that work with false prophets. Mm-hmm. Right, but God listens to them, or sometimes then they they give him counsel and then make decisions, whether it's for Israel or for the world. Right, right. It could be, for and a it lot doesn't of reduce his majesty or his purity. Yeah, he's like, go for it. Yeah, doesn't it doesn't affect him at all? Doesn't make him any less great. And this council yeah. was set up specifically. We see it starting to unravel mm-hmm. um, in the Tower of Babel, where he's like. These people are led by these people. I mean, it's probably mm-hmm. happening before then too, because we yeah. hear it in Job, yeah. and that was before Tower of Babel, possibly. Possibly, um, but it's a little more complex than just Satan and Jesus. I mean, Satan and God. Yeah. It, you know, it may be that simple, but it sounds like it's way more complex than that. Mm-hmm. And since the divine council there is still full of righteous celestial beings, but the ones that have fallen, guess who they're going to be replaced by? Hmm. Humans? Uh huh. No way. Yeah. Okay. We didn't get to that at all. That's all new. <laughs> That's fascinating. That's why they hate us even more. Oh, uh, because we're gonna replace. Because we're the younger race, the dumber race. Mm-hmm. The you know, when Moses went up to the mountain, I don't know. If, I don't remember if it was the first time or second time, but he had seventy elders go up with him to hang out. It's like a council meeting. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wasn't Joshua part of that? Uh, he, he was up on the mountain when Moses came down and heard the partying going on. Yeah, but uh, the seventy elders of of uh, Israel at one point I, I I don't have it memorized, but but it's almost like God's showing the celestial realm. These, um, these humans are going to be part of my new council someday. Yeah, fascinating. Yeah. So, something that we possibly could look forward to as humans, maybe. Yeah. Oh, another. Here's. This is important with the tar. Remember how it talks about. I know this is this is related to the divine council, but remember how uh, in Genesis eleven, uh, verse seven and eight says, God says, okay, they're building the tower. Things are going wonky, and God's like, "Okay, I I gotta go, I gotta go down there." And it says in Genesis eleven seven and eight, "Come, let us go down there and confuse their language, so that they 
may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from over the face of the earth, and they left off building the city. So, come, let us go down. I've always been taught, well, he's just talking to himself, Yeah. the Trinity. Yeah. No. He's talking to his divine counsel. Because the verbs and the nouns prove what's going on. When he says, let us go down, that's a plural announcement. And then in verse 8, when it says, the Lord, so the Lord went down in confusing language, then it's singular. Hmm. So the Lord Yahweh went down and did the work. But when he's talking, he's making let us, as a- he's telling, it's like, let's say it's, we're at church, and I, and all of us are there, and I say, hey, let's go get some pizza. All right, Dad, good idea. Then I drive over, order the pizza, buy it, and bring it back. Hmm. I made a plural announcement. Hey, let's go. Let us go get some pizza. And everybody's like, yeah. But I went and did the work hmm. and paid for it. That's what's going on in the Tower of Babel. God is talking to his... He's not talking to himself. <laughs> he's talking to his divine counsel. Interesting. Hey, let us go down. And they probably went down with him and visited... Not that they, I don't, I don't understand the spiritual realm. It's like I know God's omnipresent. I understand that, but He visited the tower, and then He, by Himself, dispersed them. It's a singular, masculine noun. The Lord, Yahweh, dispersed the nations. Wow. Well, I learned so, something. I hope hope you guys learned something. That's fascinating. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Very cool, fascinating. cool. That's what you've been working on, huh? This has just been. You've been thinking about stewing on, yeah, yeah, and and there's probably about ten different people I listen to. Some are theologians, and some are just really not quite. I, I would call them all theologians, but some are actual, like Doctor Heiser is, yeah, you know, actual top dog. But but there's other people that I listen to. So you listen to them, then you go back, and I dig into the Hebrew, and I go, yeah, they're right. You know, they're, they're not making this stuff up, and it's good to listen to multiple people. So, yeah, yeah, it's important. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. Any uh, any last words? Lucifer is not his name. Okay, I'll save that for the next one. <laughs> uh, guys, thanks so much for you know listening. We appreciate you guys. Um, I checked my email before we started this. Oh. No one has asked me for notes. So if you want any of the notes to any of his sermons, mm-hmm. I'm more than willing to send those to you. Email me. Timmons podcast at gmail.com. All one word. I'll send those yeah. to you. Or, uh, I mean, send them in the mail if we have to or whatever. Yeah, we can do whatever. Or you said it'd be easier to just take a picture and send it. I mean, you, you have those documents. Yeah, I do. You I can do just send them. those documents to me. I can PDF them to them, whatever. Yeah. 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 Digital, baby. We can figure it out. You can figure it out. I don't yeah. know how to do that. I can figure no, it out. No, I, I do know some digital stuff. We can figure it out as a plural, <laughs> and then I will do it. Plural <laughs> announcement, but Tim and does it. Yeah, 100%. All right. All right, let's wrap it up. All right. Okay, guys, thanks so much for listening. Peace.